Welcome to Take Him With You, the weekly podcast that's spiritual, not religious. I'm Rick Moyer. Well, hi there. Today we're going to be starting a brand new series called Origins. I hope you get a lot out of it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the very first episode, the very first podcast, Take Him With You. I, as I said before, I'm Rick Moyer, and this is going to be a very fun show. I think you'll really enjoy tuning in each week. And like I said in a little tagline, it's a spiritual show, but not necessarily religious. And let me explain what that means, because a lot of people listening might wonder, well, isn't anything that when you talk about God religious? Well, in my world, and and I'll explain this further, in my world, uh, religion isn't the greatest term for my faith. And let me tell you why. Because, see, religious things to me are stuffy and old and and just kind of traditional. And not, not that tradition is bad, but sometimes I think we, we care so much about the rules and regulations that we forget about why we were made and how we were made and who we were made by. And sometimes we like to box up God into a little package, and that becomes religion. So we're not going to be talking about religious things, unless we're going to discuss kind of maybe how religion has affected us. But we will talk about how we were made to be spiritual. And so that's kind of the concept behind this this whole podcast, is to talk about and explore our faith in a non-religious way, but talk a little bit more about what the Bible has to say, kind of how God has changed my life, and hopefully you can come along for the journey and explore with me, because it's going to be really fun. It's going to be great. I wanted to talk real quick about some rules that I've kind of thrown out here for the podcast, because I know a lot of people listening, you may not have any church background or anything like that, and, and I understand that, and, and you're totally welcome to listen to the show. I think you'll get a lot out of it. I won't be using too many quote-unquote religious terms, and I hopefully won't talk in Christianese because that just makes me sick. But that's beside the point. Here's what I want to say. Number one, on this podcast, we're not going to rank on people. I'm not going to ever rank on people. So uh, if you're tuning in for a, you know, you know, hear my political commentary on this politician or that politician or this religious leader or that religious leader, I just won't do it. So that's not going to happen on this podcast. So just so you know... Uh, Also, I'm never going to rank on other religions. I understand that there's lots of different uh, viewpoints out there. In particular, I am a Christian, and that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about is faith in God. But I'm not going to rank on other religions. You know, I know some people, they like to do that, and they make fun of different religions and stuff, and I'm just not going to do that. Um, Although I believe what I believe, I'm not going to rank on other people for what they believe. So if you want to come along and kind of learn a little bit about where I'm at, that's fine. But uh, I won't be ranking on other religions. Um, Hopefully, I I want this podcast to be something that's attractive for my faith, not something that would repel you from it. So um, hopefully that will happen. Uh, On the show, as we get a little farther into it, I'm going to open it up for discussion, and we'll be having some Skype discussions on a regular basis. During those discussions, I want everybody to know that we're, this is not a podcast where you come to debate or argue. We're just going to have discussions. Uh, we're not going to get into you know heated you know arguments about who's right and who's wrong. 
This is really just a place to discuss kind of the topic that I put out there. And then, you know, if you have different views, that's fine. As long as you treat people with respect, that is cool. And that leads me to the last one, uh, mutual respect. You know what? I think this is very important in today's world. The world has become a lot smaller because of the Internet. And I think it's important that if we're going to discuss beliefs and ideas and our faith, we need to have mutual respect for one another. And that's something that's very important to me. And you'll hear that on this show. So there you go. On today's show, we'll talk about what's going on at Rick's house. We have words of wisdom, and the message today is called Jesus the Cuss Word. Stay tuned. Yes, I have so much fun sitting here with my guitar and just dreaming up all sorts of fun things to play for you. (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about what's going on at Rick's house this week. What have we done this week? We've had fun. You know what? I now, ladies and gentlemen, hold the applause. I now am the proud father of three teenagers living under one roof. It's true. It's true. It's true. My son, Nathan, celebrated his 19th birthday And my daughter, Catherine, celebrated her 13th birthday. So we've just been partying up here at the Moyers house. We went out to Olympia, went to Sizzler. I don't know if you've ever been to a Sizzler Sizzler before, but I'm telling you what, we had the best waiter ever. Don't you love it when you go to a restaurant and you have a waiter that rocks? This guy was so cool. Here's how I tip. Uh, a waiter. If they give me refills and refills and refills, if they keep filling my glass up and checking on me, I give them lots of money as a tip because it's worth it to me. It's totally worth it. You know, you I've been to restaurants where the service is horrid and I hate that. I just hate it. I don't want to give the waitress or the waiter a tip or anything. But when I when I get a good waiter, it's awesome. He interacted with us and he got the whole crew over there to sing happy birthday to the kids and it was just so much fun. We had a great time and a great meal. Nathan and I had the all-you-can-eat or a steak and all-you-can-eat shrimp. And at the end, I asked for a, um, what do you call those, hand truck to roll me out to the car because I was so stuffed. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Yum. Anyway, we had a great time celebrating birthdays. Nathan was excited because he got um, one of those cool drawing pads. I got him one of those drawing pads for his computer. You know how he likes... Uh, graphic arts and all that kind of stuff. So he's having a blast using this little pen, sketching on his computer and all that jazz. He loves it. Catherine, on the other hand, would shop till she drops. So I think uh, money uh, is what she enjoys. So she just goes shopping and buys clothes. And I don't know how in the world um, girls do this. And maybe I'm wrong. Guys, do you do this? Why do you need so many shoes? I don't understand. Why do you need so many shoes? My my little girl, and she's not little anymore, loves shoes. I don't get it. I mean, I, give me a couple of pairs. One ten, you know, one pair of tennis shoes and a pair of dress shoes, and I'm a happy man. Maybe even a pair of rubber boots so I can walk around out in the water. That's cool. I like that. But uh, why do you need like 50 gazillion pairs of shoes? Maybe somebody could uh, send an audio comment or write in and let me know why do girls like shoes? Shoes. Maybe we'll even do a show covered on that. I don't. Is there something in the Bible about why girls like shoes? I don't know. 
Okay, let's see what else is going on around my house. Uh, we watched some TV this week. I've been watching Battlestar Galactica on the Sci-Fi Channel, and I have to say that uh, it is a great show. There's some things in it, you know, that aren't the best family-oriented stuff, but but for the most part, wow! Talk about gripping episodes. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! If you watch the premiere of this, um, the when they came back from hiatus. Uh, boy, a couple of very powerful scenes that I thought were very interesting. One in particular, as a Christian in my faith, one scene really disturbed me, and it really made me on edge, and I really got to thinking about how amazing disappointment can mess our our minds up. It was the scene where Rosalind, the, the president of the colony, of the, the folks, um, was so disappointed. They they had traveled and traveled and traveled and tried to find this, like the promised land or earth or whatever they call it. Uh, but when they got there, it wasn't what they thought it was supposed to be. And so there's this scene where she's doubting her faith and she's actually lighting her, The she has these scriptures. It's not the Bible, but, you know, I kind of think it represents that. But she's actually burning the pages because she's so disappointed that she thinks it's all a scam and they've been led astray. And it, it was just a very gripping scene of just how far, you know, a person might go because of disappointment or the way they think things should be. Not necessarily the way things really are, but the way they think they are. So that was a, just a really gripping scene. The other was the um, suicide attempt, or not just attempt, it was a successful of one of the characters on the show. And that, I won't spoil who it was if you're watching and if you, or you, if you haven't watched, but... Wow, very gripping and uh, disturbing, actually, but very thought-provoking. And it makes me want to be a person that has hope, and it makes me want to be a person that uh, doesn't, uh, that thinks clearly so that disappointment doesn't skew the way that I live. Very interesting TV this week. And I've watched some other ones, but we don't have time to talk about them all here on Take Him With You. But there you go. That's what's going on at my house. Let's see. Uh, I'll share a little bit more next week on things going on around here. Other than that, I've been getting ready for this podcast and jumping up into a new adventure here because every week we want to bring you something fresh. My wife Amy and I, uh, you'll hear her on the podcast every once in a while. She's so busy with all sorts of stuff. I just decided to go for this. But uh, this is something we're doing to support our family and to uh, get a message of hope out to people that uh, want it or need it. It's going to be very, very fun. Okay, let's go on to the words of wisdom. All right, our words of wisdom come out of Romans chapter 5. It says, We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Christ arrives right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. He presented himself for this sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ready ourselves. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person worth dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to selfish sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we were of no use whatever to him. That is cool. Okay, the that is cool part wasn't actually written in the Bible. I just put that in myself. But that is cool. That even when we were still doing stuff that we shouldn't have been doing and kind of off on our own, Jesus still died for us because he loves us so much. 
that is great. And that's your words of wisdom. Okay, it's time for Food for Thought on Take Him With You. Gosh, the 70s. <laughs> yes, disco, bell bottoms, the bionic man. I guess that would be the $6 million man, but uh, for you geeks out there, you'll understand what I was trying to get across. Anyway, yeah, I was born in 1965, so that kind of dates me. I'm kind of old. But at the same time, being old, you're only as old as you think you are. I can still be young, right? Sure, sure we can. But anyway, uh, just a little background. I want to start a brand new series called Origins. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I believe that every person has a story they can tell about how they grew up. Some of our stories are more exciting than others. Some of us like to embellish our stories. Some of us don't. Some of us don't even want to remember our childhood, (laughs) frankly. I know many people that just don't rather not even talk about it. But for me, I grew up, had a kind of a fun upbringing. But, you know... I really was at risk for not having a good upbringing, and I'll explain that a little bit later because I want to talk today uh, on the subject called Jesus the Cuss Word. Now, I know you say to yourself, what What are you talking about, Rick? Well, growing up in the 70s, I grew up in a, in a very cool household. I had a mom and a dad. I had a brother and a sister, an older brother and older sister. I was the baby of the family. And growing up in the 70s and the early 80s was quite... Um, quite an experience. There were so many things going on, so much fun, so many cool shows on TV to watch, and so many adventures. We lived out uh, the East Hoquiam Road and grew up in the country, so that was kind of fun. I mean, when I was little, I was in town, but then we moved out to the country, and it was just so cool out there. We, you know, I had all sorts of cool things I could could go do. I had a riding lawnmower that was my spaceship, and I had a dog that was my partner in sci-fi stuff, and we would play Battlestar Galactica, and and cool games and all sorts of fun things out there kind of by myself. I kind of made my own little world up, which was kind of fun. But really the only time that we ever uh, heard Jesus in our house was when dad would stub his toe or, you know, something would happen or we'd be like chopping wood and we'd miss with the ax and somebody would say, Jesus Christ, you know, that's the only time we actually ever heard the name of Jesus. Not really me. I, I never really heard it other than a cuss word. And my uncles were good. They taught me how to cuss and do all sorts of other things I won't talk about on the program today. But anyway, we all have family, don't we? And uh, we all have our kind of our traditions that we grow up with. But, you know, I think it's very, very important to have family. And I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, some families are really tight and they're cool and they've got lots of things going for them. Other families are always fighting and some people don't have any family at all. So it really it really depends, you know, how you turn out in life. Sometimes it's influenced highly about the type of family that you have. And our family really is the first influence that we have in our lives. The very, you know, very first people that we have contact with when we get out into this crazy world of ours is our parents or our parent. And from there, you know, our, the influence from them is pretty strong in our informative years, you know, when we're growing up and things are going on in our lives. So family is really, really important. It can either be really good or it can really, really be bad. 
And, uh, you know, I, I know things about generational things that happen in our lives sometimes from habits. Uh, they can be really good things that we learn generationally uh, from our, our parents and our grandparents and great-grandparents, or it can be bad things. And, you know, you know, we all know families that struggle with, like, alcoholism or they struggle with this or they struggle with that. And it's really, it's a, it's a family-influenced type of thing that happens in, in people's lives. So we get the good and we get the bad. I had I remember watching this series one time and I thought, man, that is so right on. And they talked about all of us having an interesting belief system according to our glasses that we had on. Now, at the time, I didn't wear glasses. I do now, but I didn't then. So I didn't quite understand it until I put glasses on and went, oh, yeah, a whole new world. Trees actually have leaves. That's pretty cool when you put your glasses on and can see that. But but the point is, all of us have glasses that we wear, and it's our belief system. It's what we believe about life, and we see things through our perspective, you know, uh, coming in, and we also see things going out through our perspective of our glasses. And I think that's a really interesting thing. What's on your glasses? What do you believe about yourself and about life and about things in general? Because I guarantee you, it's like somebody taking a, a magic marker or a Sharpie and writing on your glasses certain things. Like, for instance, for me, I really struggled for years and years and years with the fear of dogs. Because when I was a little kid, I was walking to school uh, from my house. I thought it was a million miles away. Now that I go back and look at where I grew up, I was only like two blocks away from the school. But I thought it was, you know, when we're a little tiny, we think, wow, this is like forever. It's going to take me a whole four minutes to get to school. Well, anyway, on walking to school, there was this neighborhood um, house that had two Doberman pinchers, and they were um, mean, mean dogs. They were tied up, but, man, they scared the crud out of me. Every time I go past, they'd run all the way to their chain and just sit there and choke themselves trying to bite me, you know? And it just scared the crud out of me. And so I had this fear of dogs. I didn't like them. So as I was growing up, even after we left that neighborhood, I just was not easy and easygoing around animals like dogs because I thought they were going to bite me. I thought they wanted to tear my head off. And that was something that I had a belief that I'd written on my glasses, you see. And so what happens, this is kind of really interesting, is that we go through life sometimes with irrational fears because of things we've written on our glasses, the way we perceive things. You know, the reality is not every dog is going to bite me. Uh, now, you know, we've had, we have dogs, you know, and I, we had dogs growing up. I mean, the very first dog we got, his name was Shannon. And uh, we, when I was living at home, and it, he was a big collie. And I'll never forget, we got him and we chained him onto the back porch. And when I got home from school, I got off the school bus, and I was the first one home. And I went to go around the back door to get in the house, and there was the dog, Shannon, um, tied to the, to the uh, back porch. And, oh, man, I'll tell you what, he came running. Now, his tail was wagging, but his lip was up, and he was baring his teeth at me. And I sat outside for a whole hour and a half till my dad got home from work. Because I didn't want to get bit by the dog. Well, come to find out, the dog was smiling. You know, some dogs smile when they get excited to see people. They lift their lip up and they smile at you. Well, my dog Shannon was smiling at me. I thought he was going to bite my head off. But, you know, the reason I thought that is because that was a belief that was on my glasses. It was, it was a, a belief that I had that wasn't true. Not all dogs are going to rip my head off. Now, obviously, we need to show caution with animals and everything. But do you understand what I'm trying to say? See, what we believe about ourselves or, or experiences that we have sometimes can really influence what we do later on in life. Fe irrational fears, uh, maybe th things that we won't do because we think it's a certain way when it really isn't. 
Now, that's really interesting because I think our sense of reality can change when confronted with the truth. When I found out that Shannon was smiling at me, it changed everything. And so every day, he, be, he actually became one of my best buddies, man. Shannon the, the, the Collie, what a wonderful dog growing up. I'd come home, he'd smile, and I'd give him a big hug, and we'd go do all sorts of fun stuff. And I mean, I, I remember even running away from home, but I took Shannon with me with a bag of dog food and an orange, and I was going to run away because I didn't like everybody at home. But Shannon was coming with me. You see how it just totally changes. When the reality was that the dog was very affectionate and loved us, he wasn't mean and nasty. When I changed what I thought, then it became different, and we became friends, and I had a cool dog growing up. Kind of neat. So, you know, what I thought about God was really interesting because with Jesus kind of being a cuss word around our house, we never went to, to a thing called church. We never we, we knew some people that, that talked about God and stuff, but but we really didn't didn't do anything with that. I mean, we didn't really we never prayed before meals or did anything like that. It just God wasn't part of our lives. The only time I ever really heard the word Jesus, like I said, was was when we stubbed our toe or we, you know, missed with the axe cutting wood or or you know, changing the oil and we hit our knuckle on the on the uh, bottom of the 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 oil pan on the car or whatever. You know, those just were the only time that we ever really talked about God. But I do remember out on our front porch there was this uh there was this book called The Way. And I guess it was I guess The Way was a bible that uh, was kind of like in contemporary language and everything. And I remember uh, I I somebody said something about there being UFOs in the bible, so <laughs> so I remember sneaking it up to my room one night, sneaking the bible, ladies and gentlemen, sneaking the bible. Yeah, that was boy, talk about on the edge. So I'd sneak it up into my room while listening to, you know, like ACDC or something. And and I'd read the Bible in Revelation because I thought it was cool and mystical and ooh. And I found some really interesting things in there. You know, I I read in Ezekiel and I thought, well, that's got, the wheel within the wheel was UFOs for sure. And when I read in Revelation, man, they had all these really cool description of like, Black Hawk helicopters and missiles and nuclear explosions and I mean all this stuff and I was just like that's the only reason I ever ever picked up a Bible was just because I was into like Armageddon <laughs> you know? yeah anyway that was me and I really never ever read anything else in the Bible except for those kind of things because I wanted to see if there was really like future stuff I remember watching that show did you guys ever see that show um, Charity of the Gods I think is what it was called and it was this like uh, documentary on UFOs and has other life visited our planet and you know like the Aztecs doing like brain surgery or the Egyptians and metallic objects being magnetized and all this other stuff on the show and I just remember being fascinated by that and in that they said that there was stuff in the Bible that was about UFOs and so that's the only reason I actually ever read it when I was a little kid I remember this one time that I was out gardening with my Aunt Melissa she was the only person in our family, even in the extended family, that even professed to have any knowledge of God. And I remember being out in the garden with her, and we were weeding. I hated weeding. Do you like weeding? I don't like weeding. But anyway, we were out there, and it was it was a hot summer day, probably in the 80s, and we were out there weeding away. And I, I'll never forget her asking me the question. She said, so, um, Ricky, yeah, because I was young, Ricky, uh, what are you doing? You know, I, I, have you ever thought about, um, you know, God? And and I'm like, what? And she went on to, to talk to me and ask me if I was ready when Jesus came back, if I'd be going to heaven or hell. Well, that freaked me out as a little kid. I didn't even know, I didn't even understand what she was talking about. Kind of scared me. So 
I kind of labeled that the Aunt Melissa in the Garden of Doom. But, uh, you know, the cool part about that was later I, I, got, I looked back at what she was trying to do, and she was just trying to talk to me about spiritual things, and I just didn't understand because I'd never been exposed to them before. And I remember, too, you know, I don't know if you if you ever go to, like, a local fair or something like that. We Here in the in the Grace Harbor area, we had the Grace Harbor County Fair, and I remember as a little kid going there because my sister had had uh, horses at the the fair and she showed horses and that was fun so i stayed there and and tried to uh, run around and be goofy and i'll never forget running around the fair to all the different booths that they had there and i remember this one called the Storytime booth and i i went in there cuz they'd given away free stuff and it was actually a, a place where they were they were telling a story about jesus dying and raising again and i remember listening to the story and they all asked if i wa- if we wanted to pray and receive jesus into our heart and I remember as a little kid praying that because I wanted to get the free pencil that they were giving away. <laughs> free stuff. I like free stuff. I do. Anyway, I remember saying that prayer. I didn't mean it, but I, you know, I thought, well, cool. You know, and the, the way they presented it, I thought, well, yeah, sure, why not? So I, I did that kind of as a little kid, but I really didn't. I didn't. I mean, it really didn't change my life. I went about doing whatever I wanted to do anyway. And then I remember this one particular holiday that really kind of changed what I was thinking. It was Easter. We had gotten up early, and the Easter bunny had brought us Easter baskets, of course. And in the Easter basket was, uh, I was like getting a couple pounds of, or a pound of M&Ms. That was just so cool. I just loved getting that. Lots of candy and, a, you know, one of those hollow chocolate rabbits and jelly beans and stuff like that. And I remember breaking into that and chomping down early on an Easter morning and then I saw my sister and my mom all dressed up, and they were leaving. And I said, where are you going? And they said, they're going to church. Now, I said, why would you go to church on Easter? For goodness sakes, you know, this is fun. Let's eat our candy. Let's have breakfast, you know. And they just laughed. And, and I said, no, really, really. I, I don't know how old I was, probably 9, 10 years old. And I finally just said, no, seriously, why are you going to church on Easter? Then my mom, she just mentioned to me casually that Easter was a religious holiday. Well, I don't know where I was. I must have, you know, been born under a rock or something. But she kind of explained it in in loose terms, and and basically said, well, this is the day that a lot of people celebrate the the uh, resurrection of Christ from the dead. Well, the, what? Huh? This took me by surprise, and it kind of rocked my world a little bit because I did not realize the spiritual significance of holidays. So that kind of got me to thinking, and then and then Christmas, of course, rolls around. And, you know, I was a big Santa Claus addict. I just loved it. So much so that my, my brother and sister would sit out underneath my window on Christmas Eve with jingle bells and uh, pretend like Santa was coming. And I, of course, get so excited, I almost pee my pants. That's how excited I was <laughs> about Santa Claus. Yes. I just love Santa Claus because I got lots of presents. And that was really cool. But I just I remember that that particular year. Uh, going, opening my stocking on Christmas morning and we're getting gifts and about passed out because I got a Montgomery Ward's turntable with the Eagles Hotel California 45. Oh my gosh, I had died and gone to heaven. Almost passed out, seriously. It was the greatest gift ever, ever. Montgomery Ward's, thank you. Wish I still had that. It was, it was stereophonic. <laughs> but anyway, I remember again, my, my mom had mentioned that Aunt Melissa was going to go to church that day and then we talked about that. Of course, I knew I, we had manger scenes in our house, so I knew about Jesus and stuff. But I, I didn't realize the significance of Christmas either. So the way I was was raised, you know, I didn't really have any exposure to anything about God, and 
And so my belief system was basically, you know, whatever, believe in whatever. Yet there was something inside of me that was searching for spiritual things. And I really liked spiritual things. So here's the question today. Are we a product of our environment or do we have a choice? Because, you know, my life changed dramatically when I started to do a little research on what I believed and why I believed it. Let's take a little break, and we'll be back in just a moment. Take Him With You. Take Him With You is a project of the Moyer family. And if you want to help us, please consider supporting us monthly through our upcoming email newsletter, Take Him With You Weekly Encouragement. We also take donations. Every little bit helps. And if a lot of folks gave a little, it would cover the costs as a family and enable us to continue to bring the podcast to you each and every week. Email me, rick at takehimwithyou.com. So are we really just a product of our environment? I mean, you know, when, when we're growing up, do we wake up one morning and decide we want to be a criminal and that's why, you know, we get arrested for robbing the liquor store? Or, or do we have a choice involved? I mean, are we seriously, are we totally destined to only be what our parents have put into us? Or is there something deeper about us as human beings? I think there's something deeper. I think as human beings, it's important that we research why we believe what we do. So I did a little soul searching. And, you know, that never hurts anyone to do a little soul searching. It, do, it doesn't mean your whole world's going to tip upside down or anything. But there's nothing wrong with searching out a little bit of why you believe what you believe. I mean, you know, there's nothing to be scared about saying, well, why do I believe that? You know the old story about the, the, um, the lady that was cooking the ham, and she got this beautiful ham, and she, she got it out of the wrapper and everything, and she took her butcher knife, and she cut the two ends off the ham, and she put it in the pan, and she put it in the oven. And the husband came to her and said, why did you cut the ends of the ham off? And she said, well, it's because it tastes better that way. And he goes, Really? And she goes, well, yeah. And he goes, well, where'd you hear that? And he goes, well, mom told me that, you know. So, of course, mom was over for the holiday. And, and so the dad went to his mother-in-law and he said, mom, why do, you, why do you chop the ends off the ham? She goes, well, it just tastes better that way. And, she, and he said, seriously, where did you hear that from? And, and the, the, uh, the mother-in-law says, well, my mom always did that. She told me that. Well, great-grandma happened to be coming to the holiday that year as well, and so that when they were serving the ham, the, the husband asked, great-grandma, what's the deal with this? How come you cut the ends off the ham? And she goes, well, the pan that we had was only so big, and so we cut the, ha- the ends off so the ham would fit in the pan when we were growing up. Well, okay, so the, the people thought, you know, the, I think that's a great example of they were cutting the ends off of the ham now as a tradition that really didn't mean anything because they had a big enough pan to put the ham in. But the original state of that reason that they did that was because the, the pan wasn't big enough for the ham. It's interesting. So we do some things in our life out of habit or out of tradition that maybe we don't even know why we do what we do. And so what hurts about researching and looking at maybe why we why we're afraid of this or that? Like, why am I afraid of skydiving? Is it probably because anybody that skydives is crazy? No, <laughs> no, seriously, though. You know, why do we think some of the things we think? There's nothing wrong with looking back and searching a little bit of why we believe what we believe. Which brings me to this really interesting point. Is it really true that the way things are are the way things are, that they never really can change? I don't believe that. I believe that every human being has the capacity and the capability to change and change for the good. 
I believe that because I believe that God has given us a free will. Each and every one of us has a free will. We're not robots. We're not made to all look exactly the same and act exactly the same. God made us for a reason and for a purpose. And I really believe that he gave us a free will to choose. Now, I think he would love it if we love him. You know, what does that look like? That's for a different podcast. But I think we all have a free will. We don't have to be a product of our environment. I think with a little bit of research and a little bit of time and soul searching, I think we can be anything that God has created us to be. See, we all have the power of choice and information. I really, really believe that. My folks are a great example of this, and I'm going to end with this, uh, at least this segment of things. My folks w- grew up in some pretty dysfunctional families. My my mom is an amazing lady. She is just awesome. What a great lady. I just love her. She's enthusiastic. She's uh, She's got leadership skills. She really is a great lady, and I look up to her a lot. I ask a lot of advice from her, and I love She's my good friend as well as my mom. But, you know, growing up, her dad didn't even hardly talk to her. And, you know, later on, I'm sure that they got things worked out, or hopefully they got things worked out before he passed away. But uh, she was raised in a really rough environment. I mean, she had a very loving mom, but still, it was it was difficult. She didn't even see her dad for quite some time because he was out in, I believe he was in the Navy, and he was out on one of the ships in World War II. Yeah, I think so. Or I know that he was out on a ship. Anyway, she had a rough upbringing. My dad, as well, had a really up rough upbringing my my dad's father was not very nice to him and i mean he would just backhand him off the chair every morning at breakfast to say well i know you're going to do something bad today so here's here's your punishment and just had a really rough upbringing it was really tough yet when they got married now this is really fascinating they decided early on i asked my mom and my dad about this and they decided they were not going to let the way they were raised affect their family and they made a conscious decision to love their kids, to love on us and to hug us and to kiss us and to uh, encourage us and be there for us. And, you know, we were raised in a wonderful home. We really, I mean, we had our quirks. We had our things. Every family does. But my mom and dad loved us and cared about us. They made a choice to not raise us kids like they were raised. And they did a great job. I think they did a wonderful job for the tools they had. They were great. Well, see, they made a decision not to just go with the status quo. Not they, they took their glasses off, erased them, and wrote some new beliefs on there, like parents can be fun, and we're going to do something with our life, and we're going to love our kids, and we're going to encourage our kids. And now every one of the kids in the Moyer family grew up and is successful and having a great time with life and ha- have great families. Well, there's a reason for that. My mom and dad decided to change the way that they saw life. That's pretty inspirational. And you know what? Everybody has that choice. We all have that choice to be able to do that or not. We can choose how we live. We don't have to be a product of our environment. I really started looking at the way I was, some of the things that I did, and decided that I would try to change some of those things, that I would look and see what life was really about and do some research and and let my life change. That's enough for today. You got to come back next week, though, because it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Um, I am going to talk to you a little bit about what happened in my life when I was a teenager. I, I be, well, I'll just tell you next week's title, Sneaking to Church. That's next week's title. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be very, very fun. But remember, remember, we, are, we don't have to be a product of our environment. We can change the way that we live by making choices.
Well, I hope you enjoyed the debut of Take Him With You, the podcast, every week that's spiritual and not religious. We're, of course, going to have a great time with a series called Origins, and we'll continue on. Next week, I'm going to have my guitar with me, my electric guitar, play a few tunes for you, and uh, talk a little bit about uh, the experience of sneaking to church. I think you'll enjoy that. Listen, if you need someone to speak at your event, I am open to that, and I would love to encourage the group of people that you're working with. If you'd like more information on that, email me at rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's rick at takehimwithyou.com. Hey, and if your podcast needs some audio bumpers or a theme song, I can help out. I like to record things. The stuff I do here on the show is original, and I can help you out with your podcast as well. Very decent pricing. Uh, Give me an email at rick at takehimwithyou.com. Uh, let me know what you want, and we can work out a package price for that, and I would love to do that. Just a little bit to help us supplement our income and be able to provide you with some quality music and bumpers and trailers and stingers and all those other fun things than Podcastville. So if you need something like that, don't hesitate to give me some feedback. And speaking of feedback, if you like the podcast, I will take audio comments. I would love to play some audio comments from you, the listeners. You just email them to rick at takehimwithyou.com. Or if you want to just email and let us know what you think about the uh, show, I would love to read some emails on the program as well to do some listeners' feedback. Uh, just wanted you to know that we are going to do this in three different phases. The podcast will come out here uh, each week here for a month or so. Then I'll be letting you know about the, the newsletter that we're going to be doing uh, to help support our family and encourage you on a weekly basis. And you can subscribe to that coming up as soon as I get all my stuff ready on that. And also, um, we're going to do something interactive pretty soon. And every week coming up here in a month or so, I'll have a time that uh, if you want to meet me on Skype, we can have a discussion about the topic that we've, we've talked about this week. And each week we'll do that and then record that and put it up in the podcast feed so you can hear yourself talking about the the uh, subject or if you have some comments or suggestions or or you just want to ask a question, uh, we're going to record that and put that on the feed as well so we can make it more interactive because, you know, talking head stuff is kind of blah, blah, blah. I like to have some interaction, hear what people are thinking, and hear some questions or explain what I can tell you, at least about my life and my faith. That would be really, really fun to uh, talk together, put that out on the feed. And then eventually, I want to let you know that we are going to be doing some cool prayer times on Skype. If you have a prayer request, please, right now, you can go to the TakeHimWithYou.com website, click on Contact Us. Uh, or contact, and you uh, will. There's a place where you can put your prayer request, and there's a private place and there's a public place. So if you want a, a private um, prayer done for you, if you have something going on in your life and you want somebody to pray for you, I would love to do that. Absolutely free. Just go to takehimwithyou.com. Check out the website. It's very fun. We got some uh, cool stuff that we're working on there. There's an interactive blog that you can leave comments about the show and ask questions and talk that way to begin with. And I think it's going to be great. So please zoom on over to the website. My friend's been helping me put everything together, and uh, you can give me a big hassle about my picture on the front because my mom doesn't like it. She just doesn't like it. I don't understand. Mom, get with the times, Mom. Come on. Anyway, that's www.takehimwithyou.com. Please visit the website today. Well, that's it for this week on Take Him With You, the podcast that's spiritual but not religious. Don't forget to subscribe to iTunes and take a listen next week when I'll talk about sneaking to church.
Take Him With You, copyright 2009, Moyer Multimedia, LLC. Thanks for joining me.